Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Hello, everybody. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I can't complain. Everything is great on my end. So today, what is the topic? Today, we're talking about relationships. What about them? Uh, a little bit of everything. Some of our experiences with relationships. Okay. And, uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Well, I think I'll let you go first. Mm. Do you think your past relationships should be discussed or kept secret? I think they should be discussed. How about you? I do, but tell me why you think they should be discussed. I think they should be discussed because it helps a person understand who they are having relations with. Okay. But also, it's nice to know the things that a person experienced Mm -hmm. and maybe grew from or things that may come up in the relationship that could be resolved based off of previous experiences that you learned about yourself. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I can see what you mean by that, and I can agree. And what's your take? (laughs) Yeah, past relationship. I mean, like every relationship that we've been in. Yeah, I think it's appropriate. Everyone, like, since like kindergarten. Well, I've only had a couple, Uh, (laughs) so I don't know. But I I don't know. Like, what are you comfortable with? Do you feel vulnerable enough or transparent enough with me to share that information or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. It's just weird because what is really considered a relationship now, you know? Mm, that's you interesting. Situationships, you got people that you're just talking to or dating. Like, is that a relationship or are we talking about, like, the actual relationships? I've well, only been in, like, before us, it was, like, maybe three actual long-term relationships. relationships. Yeah, yeah, well, I would say from my own idea of what a relationship would be mm-hmm. even if it's past the stage of like a friendship and you're sharing each other I believe that counts as a relationship mm. whether or not it wasn't um what is it fulfilling I do believe that you know whoever you spiritually interact with or emotionally connect with is a relationship isn't it I think so. Yeah, I mean, you also have platonic relationships. Mm. I know we're talking about a specific thing, but relationships can be anything that you kind of have a, a chemistry or a connection with somebody with, right? Okay. Well, for me, just like three actual relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school, college, a little bit after college, and now the final okay. relationship. 
Well, that's kind of like interesting because from my perspective, I think you're my first relationship. Really? I had several situationships, mm. several question marks of what the relationship was. Mm. Like, you know, I guess friends with benefits situation, but it never was something that was what I would consider a long-term relationship. So this would be my first. Something serious. Yes, I exactly. That. I can see that. Something serious where it's public, <laughs> you know, or like, you know, going home, meeting the parents or not being silent or unsure or unclear as to what that position is with that person. You were the first. Mm. Does okay. that put a lot of pressure on you? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just, a, just a tad. But um, I based it I based it off of how strongly you feel for a person. Yeah. You know? I feel like if a person feels that he or she can live without that significant other, it's not technically a relationship. I see. I you got know? you. Um, if that relationship ends, how do you feel afterwards? Are you down, depressed? Uh, mm-hmm. Are you eating cartons of ice cream and watching rom coms? Like, how how do you feel after, after that? The, you the know, situation. Yeah. So the relationship. The, those are what I consider like relationships. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it hasn't really been that many. I guess for the both of us. Yeah. Such so, I, I, yeah, I've had a lot of encounters with people, but on a relationship, an intimate level, um, spiritually, emotionally, etc. I think that this is a new experience for me. Mm. So for the fact that it's we've been together for as long as we have, is I've never experienced that before. Yeah. What were your previous like? How long were your previous long relationships? I think the longest before this one was maybe like two and a half, three years off and on. Mm-hmm. And that was like long to me. Yeah. College, three years and, and that like is your long. college days. That's long. That's extremely long for, yeah. you know, an individual. Long. But um, yeah, maybe before that, a year or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So take us on a journey on your like relationship timeline. As far as like what that first feeling of love was or what that first feeling of being in a relationship was to you, what you've learned from it, just kind of like share. What I've learned from it, the journey, um, that's kind of a loaded question because when you're younger, you don't really know much. You know, you just know how you feel with that person. And I've been in relationships where we spent a lot of time and I don't know, it's it's hard to say. So what did you base your decision for a relationship with? Like what was, what made you pursue somebody and made you see something more than just it being a friendship? At first, I would notice, you know, she's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get to know her, but I don't really like 
think of anything else beyond that point until we actually start talking and conversating. Right. And, and if she was a cool person, um, I was like, okay, let me settle down for a little bit. Let me not date around or talk to anybody else and see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. And um, that would, would usually how, how it would build, I guess, from there. And um, it's, it's, it's a bit strange because even though those were relationships, I don't really view them as such because the relationship that we're in now mm-hmm. it's, it's a totally different dynamic you know mm. the things that we do and express and how we have fun doesn't compare to some of the past relationships I've been in yeah and I, I always wonder like does it have to do with like what period and stage you are in your life that you learn or like evolve from what you were before mm-hmm. to like enhance your experience with you know a new person or a different relationship um there was something interesting when we were having a conversation briefly about um relationships and you mentioned that you've you've learned so much from yeah. all of your relationships and you know like there's no re- really much grudge not much grudge like, it's just like Whatever I've done or whatever has happened in those relationships that will mess up the dynamics of the relationship, I learned from them and try not to repeat the cycle. Mm. You know, yeah, I would take the good things um, and the bad, evaluate them and, you know, process it in such a way that whatever the bad doesn't affect the relationship that we're in now and maybe take some of the good things that I've learned and right. also put that in. Apply them in yeah, that situation. In that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me, like, I, I mean, I'll just speak on my situationships and I call them situationships because I tended to be in relationships where I thought we were you know, mm-hmm. in something, and then I learned differently about someone's situation, or it wasn't clear, and it was just things that are on the surface. But um, I think I learned a lot about seeing people for who they were, mm-hmm. and knowing that no matter what, it's okay to be yourself. Yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a weird person at times or like reserved or quiet or, you know, there's certain jokes that people won't laugh at that, you know, so, I find funny. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that people alter who they really are in order to, I don't want to say impress, but like put up a mask? Yeah. Yes. I think sometimes they do. And I found that I tended to do that. Mm. And a lot of early relationships that I had before but there was two where they were like you know where I was truly myself but there was a level of um it was and that's the thing though too because being a college student not everybody's looking for to to be in a relationship you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. especially like our era of people like I felt like 
this was the first era where, you know, you're not really thinking about settling down. Like, you just want to... Have fun. Have fun. Yeah. So, I've always have been the type of person that's more comfortable being with just one person. Mm. But not everybody was on that same path. So... I found myself I found myself in positions where I was looking for something that didn't need to be looked for at the time. Like mm. I should have been having fun, you know, and not just focusing solely on one person. But, you know, I it just wasn't enjoyable for me to like date multiple people all the time so I would be stuck and focused on one person. Yeah. Um but I I mean I learned a lot about myself in those experiences. I learned a lot about being okay with being alone mm. cuz I mean also being in a position of being single um, made me think about and grow from my previous mistakes <laughs> with dating around. But I think just being able to observe myself and figure out what to do differently when I have the opportunity to meet the person that is my potential. Okay. So you said situationships. Yes. What about everything else in between those? What do you mean? What's like, that? how did the those? Uh, what are what are, what do I want to call it? How did those moments affect who you are as a person? In the situation shifts or in between being alone? No, you said you only been in like two actual relationships or three. Two. And then situationships. So are the situationships the moments in between the relationships? So here, see, there's no clarity. So I've, I'm calling situationships the relationships, quote unquote. Oh. So I would have like, you know, moments with people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, having fun. But they were situations, quote unquote, relationships where I had two people mm. that I felt like we weren't, you know, we were together. But there there were some gray areas. Yeah. And I think I learned the most from those. And there was clarity in the fact that we were bonded and in love, mm. but it just was the wrong time. Mm, okay. Am I making sense? <laughs> because it makes sense to me. If it makes sense to you, it makes sense no, to me, it, man. No, it makes sense, but I'm just saying, like... I'm trying to explain that. I, I guess they were relationships. They were relationships and problems in in terms of clarity as what we were at the time. Mm. So great time, great relationships. Learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I learned a lot from those yeah. moments in between uh, a lot of those situations where... People just want to come hang out, drink your your alcohol, mm-hmm. and smoke a little bit, and a little bit of extracurricular, and then go home after. Yeah, and it's not like any emotions there, you know. Yeah, I got tired of that really quick. Yeah, so and that's why I'm I'm trying to like put a filter when I talk for the podcast, but I, I'm you know let me just be transparent. But I I felt like I was calling them situationships because I felt like. The only thing that was the only thing that was substantial in the relationship was intimacy, mm. and I felt like I I didn't want just that. I wanted to have moments where you know 
I can laugh with somebody or like really be open and vulnerable about who I am. But most of the relationships that I was in those two that were like what could be considered as a relationship, I felt like it was based off of that one thing, mm. which is just like, just, you know, sex. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm, you know, I just needed something more, yeah. more than that. Yeah, I feel that, man. I feel that. Yeah. So what makes someone a bad kisser in your opinion? <laughs> what makes someone a bad kisser in your opinion? A bad kisser? Hold on one second. Uh-huh. Do you mind if we start over? Why? Because I'm not, like, I need to stop stuttering my words and I want to be transparent. But we just had some really good content and I'm going to leave all this in here. Even this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What makes a bad kisser, in your opinion? A bad kisser? Someone who doesn't let you breathe? Yeah. Someone who just, like, I don't know, moist mouth? This is, like, so slobbery. Like oh, your you whole, don't like moist mouth? <laughs> your whole face is just yeah. uh, dripping from spit and saliva. <laughs> so, uh, one to ten, how would you rate me? <laughs> so how I would can... I rate you? Yeah. I'd give you a ten. Yeah. It depends on the day. If you had uh, a little drinky <laughs> drink, it's a little. <laughs> so, well, to be expected. If you had a to drinky be expected. drink, it's a, it's a, yeah. Yeah. How about me? One um, to ten. Like a two. A two. No, I'm just. Oh, no, no, I'm. I'm actually playing. Um, I would say, I would say you're a ten actually. Hey. I think. Um, yeah. I think sometimes I get nervous because I feel like I'm not as experienced as you are. What do you mean? We've been together for almost no, for, five, no, I know, six years. So how, how much no, experience we, no, do we need? No, no, I know you, babe. Like, I know you, <laughs> but I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, like. You trying to make it seem like I was a hoe or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I do I not judge. Slut. I'm just saying, like, you know, for me, even though, like, I had my 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 free and <laughs> amazing experimental stages i started pretty late so sometimes i'm like oh no like you what know what does that have to do with anything nothing nothing to be honest i think you um your drive is a little bit higher than mine it man. is but it does, you know <laughs> sometimes you wonder <laughs> <laughs> um in a relationship, do you believe in a joint or separate bank account? I mentioned to you that separate when we were having a private conversation, but um, if and when we get married, I think that we can have a joint account and we can have two separate ones. Yeah. Yeah. How I do like you feel that. about that? I, I like that idea. Yeah. I like, um, you know, a joint account where bills get paid and you know just the overhead of our expenses and separate accounts for you know maybe some play money yeah I mean I believe I also believe sometimes like with unions I never want you to like forget yourself or like not be feeling like you have to do things together with me Mm -hmm. a separate account still gives you the freedom to like you know buy some video games yeah. <laughs> that's not a part of the joint account and it's not a problem but also if we were bringing in two separate incomes like 
yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. And, and then that one a, for the main. A little money for the, a rainy day, you know, just mm-hmm. to stash away. In the joint, emergency yeah. fund. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is a relationship deal breaker for you? A relationship deal breaker for me. Maybe not to feel like I'm wanted. Not to feel like you're wanted? No, excuse me. Not to feel like I'm not wanted. So if you're feeling like the person doesn't want you, then that's a deal breaker. Yeah. How would that person know? How would that person know? Like what you're feeling. Would you express it or you just be like, no, I'm just done now because I feel like you don't want me? I would express it, I hope. Yeah. What is relationship? A relationship deal breaker for me? There's been certain things that I'm like, yeah, no, that's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. But it's not, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not. I've had to like redefine what my deal breakers are. Um, I think stagnant, just being stagnant. Mm. Like there's no improvement or like no growth. Mm. Because I believe in a partnership, like if I'm not helping you grow or if we're not growing together, it's not going to work. Yeah, that's a deal breaker for me. So constantly having an an ambition or like a drive to be, you know, Drive yeah. to 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 be passionate and moving forward. How do you keep up your drive? What inspires you to stay driven? Um, I think as like an individual, I believe what keeps me like driven and having a drive is just knowing the things that I need in order to feel. Uh, Fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I don't believe like in like monetary, you know, success or anything like that. But I think that if you're fulfilling your needs in terms of what you feel like you came here to do, what fulfills you? What fulfills me? Yeah. <laughs> what fulfills you? What fulfills me? I think knowing that. I can be on this planet and contribute in some way to my field. Mm -hmm. But also knowing that me, myself is enough. And as a human being, my goal is to evolve into a better person. So constantly working on myself and constantly figuring out the solution in order to heal. Mm -hmm. Because I think once you heal, you're happy. I think art fulfills you too. Yeah. Because the the item I got you for Christmas, I didn't see you <laughs> spark up for anything else. It was, it was, oh my God, I could do this. I could, I can create. Yeah. I can make this. So that's what I mean by fulfill. Though, like to fulfill the things that I felt like I was here to do is art. Mm. So as long as I'm doing something art related, I think that's fulfilling a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. It's, for me personally, it's just hard to 
stay motivated. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Will you finish first? Go ahead. Do you feel like I make you feel wanted? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of course. Of course. But um, staying motivated is, is hard, you know. I feel that once we're able to go outside and breathe fresh air without a mask and we can work on our health goals, mm -hmm. that is like what keeps me dri driven, mm -hmm. you know. When we were always say when we were going to the gym, when we were going to the gym, it seemed like me working on my body helped my mind. And that same drive that I had in the gym would uh, go to other things like my art, mm -hmm. you know, or just trying to get through a book. You know, that mm -hmm. same drive is what kept me going. But now that we have... Now that I have this quarantine weight, man, it just feels like it's weighing me down for some reason. Yeah. You know? It's weighing me down, too. I feel you. And just waking up and not having anywhere to go. Or, you know? Like, yeah, I feel <laughs> Waking up not knowing what day it is, it's, it's, it's kind of a... It's, you know, it was hard. Like, 2020 was hard for yeah, all of us, so just, we can all relate to that. Yeah, it just sucks everything out of you. But... Mm -hmm. But, babe, listen. Hopefully, everything listen. Get best, gets better. We have to, like, figure out ways to, because I think sometimes we get stuck in that feeling of, like, feeling stuck, but mm -hmm. also need an alternative. Yeah. Because what if we never can go back to the gym? We would have to figure out what to do in here. <laughs> you know? Like, so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe a brother can wake up and do some push-ups and, and, and crunches in the morning. And we both can. And get back to walking. Walking was really good. Mm. But, um, yeah, another question. Do you believe in public displays of affection? <laughs> I already know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe so, in PDA? You know the answer, which you still want me to answer. Yeah. Um, I do believe in PDA. I love PDA. Mm. I think that if I love somebody and I want to kiss them, I will do it in public. I don't care. Mm. Why do I have to reserve and be like quiet about it? Yeah. How about you? You don't like it? PDA is not bad. PDA is 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 it's great. <laughs> it's great. But oh, it's no buts. It's just PDA is 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 amazing. I've never like stuck my tongue down your throat in public. Like it's always been <laughs> a little mwah. appropriate, you know. But yeah. I will, I'm not gonna just be shy about it. Like if I want to give you a kiss, I'll give you a kiss. If I want to give you a hug, I'll give you a hug. If I want to hold your hand, I'll hold your hand. I never held hands so much <laughs> in my life, man. especially when we were like fresh in the relationship. Oh. Everywhere we went, I have to hold your hand for at least. The whole day. Sometimes you're like, babe, can I just let go? Cause my hands are sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole day. There are five stages of a relationship that every couple goes through. You mm -hmm. wanna hear what they are? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So stage one, the merge. Mm -hmm. The first stage of relationship is the merge, aka the honeymoon stage. 
It's the initial sweeping romance that often consumes a couple when they first get together, like holding hands every two seconds. So we went through that? Yeah. A honeymoon stage? Yeah. Including all consuming joy in the presence of our partner, insatiable, passionate intimacy. Often people in this stage of a relationship will feel as if they found their perfect match. Someone who is so eerily similar and compatible with them. They feel they always want to be together and boundaries often melt away. The two seem to merge together or at least feel eager to do so. These emotions often drown out the rational part of the brain. Mm -hmm. Indeed, research tells us that the first stage is marked by biochemical changes in our brain. A cocktail of hormones that trigger and maintain a state of infatuation, such as dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphins. Okay. This brain glow can often lead us to becoming addicted to our partners and ignore incompatibilities, red flags, or other issues. Hmm. Any comments on stage one honeymoon phase? I, yeah, but we, we, we went through stage one pretty hard, didn't we? Stage one, I felt like, was for three years. <laughs> Legit. Really? I think it lasted a very long time. Mm. If not three, I would say two. Yeah. Um, stage two, doubt and denial. The second stage of a relationship is doubt and denial, in which we finally start to actually notice the differences between us as partners. Mm. We wake up from the trance of infatuation with a thump. Finding that same qualities that once seemed so perfect have begun, began to annoy us. So, for example, his reliability now feels rigid. Her generosity seems irresponsible. Their adventurous nature feels like unnecessary risk. Unfortunately, friction is natural once we run up against each other's differences. Power struggles increase, and we marvel at this, the change in our partner. Feelings of love mixed with alienation and irritation. Perhaps we're not perfect for each other after all. As our disappointment escalates, so do our biological responses to stress. Depending on our personality and circumstances, we may want to fight or to withdraw. So, for example, you may feel the need to fight to defend your values, which may actually translate into the desire to have everything your own way. <laughs> It mm. makes little sense to expect another person to be just like we are, and yet, in some level. Many of us do tend to ask, why aren't you like me? Stage three? This oh, oh, yeah, hold yeah. On, hold on, Did we go through that? Doubt? Doubt and realizing who each other really are? Mm, yeah. Oh. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I mean, I think after like the honeymoon stage, we did have like moments of combativeness where we both needed to, to put our point across. Yeah. And have some I I didn't doubt. I wasn't like doubting anything at that point. I did notice that you were uh a little controlling. A little uh it has to go this way. Mm. One, two, three. It's funny bulletin, though. Bulletin, bulletin, bulletin. Because even when I did bulletin, bulletin, I always felt like you got your way. For real? Because you would say it's either my way or my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and you got your way. Like it's it's always been that way. Mm. What majority of television shows do we watch since the time we met until now? A lot. Yeah. We we watched a whole lot of of television. I could be watching Say Yes to the Dress, but we always watch Superman and <laughs> Nah, nah. Ninety Day Fiance, <laughs> Married at First Sight, put and a ring on it. Um, Love after lockup. Um, that I don't like that show. I thought you liked that show. I have any, like three out of your twenty-five shows that we watch. Anything about you know getting married or something like along those lines. <laughs> Every girl's dream. <laughs> um, do you want to go through the last two stages or? Yeah, go ahead. Go um, ahead. Stage three: disillusionment. They say that the third stage of a relationship is the disillusionment stage. This is the winter season of love, one that may feel like the end of the road for some couples. At this point, the struggles, the power struggles in the relationship have come fully to surface. The issues the couple have consistently shoved under the rug are now glaringly obvious. Mm. Some people become perpetually vigilant ready to fly into battle at the slightest provocation. Other couples might quietly move apart over time, putting less and less energy into maintaining the relationship and investing more outside of it. At this juncture, our original experience of passionate love is often a distant memory. The eye reemerges, a state that feels a lot safer than our former blissful experience of we. Nevertheless, some couples may not question their commitment Instead, they may see this as a strong message that things need to change. Is there a difference between our generation and our grandparents' generation? It's, uh, it seems like our generation is extremely ready to just give up when one thing or a few things just goes wrong. Yes. I've, I've been thinking about this. And I believe, and <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to control where you're going to react to, but no, I believe ahead. that that era, from a woman's perspective, you had to like stick with what you got mm. as far as relationships go. I, I mean, as far as marriages go as well, where it's like, you know, you're with this person do like take all of what comes with it and make it work. Mm. I think nowadays, because women are in position not to need, quote unquote, their significant other, there are certain things that women don't want to tolerate. Mm. So that makes it a little bit easier to be like, okay, I'm not dealing with this. I'll be by myself. You know? I get that, you know, women shouldn't have to tolerate outrageous outlandish things but if it's just something simple like leaving the toilet seat up or you know or even complex I think I agree with you I do notice that there are a lot of more people that break up quicker even when I was talking about situationships like I don't even think that relationships in my world or my environment existed Mm. For it to be that type Like that's what I was feeding off of Like you know the people that I was meeting It felt like relationships weren't the focus Yeah yeah People just wanted to fuck (laughs) (laughs) Exactly But it's like you know I'm moving on to the next person Like there's Mm -hmm. no point in me getting to know you further than that Yeah And 
and that gets lonely after a while. Mm-hmm. I think I'm um, like now that we're you know approaching or in our thirties, it's like ten years from then you're gonna be in your forties doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's fine for some people, but like I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. However, I also believe sometimes people don't want to do the work. Everything takes work. Everything, you know. Like you said, I'm, you know, I I feed off of some controlling energy, mm-hmm. and you've stuck around with this shit. You mm-hmm. know, like sometimes it's not easy for people to be like, yeah, I, you know, she's too, uh, uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. So, why why is it important for you to stay or like make this work? Why is it important for me? Yeah. Why are you doing something different since this has been your longest relationship? Because I can't see a future outside of this. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't see a future outside of this, us growing, you know, building our foundation and and raising our seed hmm. and our, you know, image or his image. Yeah. I can't see anything outside of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get too deep on you. I know. I wanted to hear, you know, um, like if we were being transparent. Like. You had one more. That was it. Oh, yeah. So stage four is decision. The fourth stage of a relationship is called the decision because mm-hmm. you're at a breaking point. Emotional breakdowns, leaving the house for hours to get away from each other after a fight and self-protective behaviors are all commonplace. So two is indifference and remoteness. You know you're here when you begin to seriously contemplate leaving and even make plans for exiting the relationship. Mm -hmm. You may feel ready for an enticing new beginning with a new person. In this stage, we make a decision, whether that's to leave, to stay and do nothing despite how miserable we are, or to stay and actually work on fixing the relationship. Stage five, wholeheartedness love. The fifth stage of a relationship is wholehearted love. When our relationship is at its healthiest and most rewarding, it's love summertime when the fruits of our couple's labors are fully ripe and ready to be savored. Couples experience true individual in individuation, self-discovery, and the acceptance of imperfection in both themselves and their partners, recognizing there is no such thing as a perfect match. There's hard work still involved in this fifth stage of a relationship, but the difference is that couples know how to listen well and learn into uncomfortable conversations and lean into uncomfortable situations without feeling threatened or attacked. In this stage, couples also begin to play together again. They can laugh, relax, and deeply enjoy each other. They even can experience some of the thrilling passion joys um, of the merge honeymoon stage Mm. as each person rediscovers themselves in ways that let them fall in love with each other all over again. And apparently, these stages of relationships are cyclical. Mm, So so it's it's continuous. Mm. Yeah. Um, And this was by um, a psychologist and licensed marriage and family therapist named Linda Carroll. That makes sense. That makes sense. I know one thing I had to learn on uh, the fifth one was communication, listening and Mm -hmm. learning how to communicate. We spoke about that in the last. Mm -hmm. In the previous. Talking about communication. But um, 
relationships are tough. I mean, well, yeah, it's yes, tough. Yes, they're tough. I want to say it's like a full-time job, but it you have to put like work in. It is like a full-time <laughs> You have to put in work, you yeah. know, especially when it comes to things like um, intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, um, sexual and feeling desired. And yeah. Not only do you want to feel desired but from your spouse, but you also have to like feel good about yourself too. Definitely. You know. Yes, definitely. And um how in how important is sex in a relationship? <laughs> You're actually the person with the highest <laughs> sex drive. I mean, hey. Um I think it's very important, but I won't be mad. If <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at you, That's, she's laughing because I looked at her. <laughs> um, no, you looked at me in an interesting way. Um, I think it's important. I think, yeah, I think it's important. Mm. And why? Yeah, I believe that there are certain spaces in. Communication transfers <laughs> that yeah. occur in that spiritual space, in that intimate space. Um, I think it's also an opportunity that becomes a reminder of like the bond and connection that you have with a person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is a scientific fact, but mm-hmm. from what I've heard, um, it's a transfer. Transference of energy between you and your partner. Yeah. What kind of energy? I guess essence, you know. Um, I'm not sure. It's just like the force, your life energy, I guess. (laughs) Well, sometimes I'm feeling like my battery is low. And I know for a fact, like, you know, Mm -hmm. if I get some help, I I feel a little bit better. I need to plug up, man. Yeah. Plug up. It's important to me. I don't know about other people, but that that's important to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think it, could, it can be a form of, you know, therapy. Whenever you're having a, a rough day yeah. or maybe a troubling day at work and you need a release, having that spouse there. Definitely. Can help you with that. To assist you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's not the only thing, but it's a big help. Yeah. I, I believe so. Yeah. Mm. And what about relationship fears? What do you feel of fear about relationships? I want you to go first because I need time to think. What do I fear about relationships? Yeah. It's starting off extremely good and it ends tragically. Mm. You know... Has that happened to you before? Yeah, where to the point that where you just despise each other. Yeah. You know. Um, okay, maybe I could bring up a past relationship. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit after college. Mm. Me and this young lady was getting to know each other, spending time with each other. Um, I'm still like a young buck. I'm in my early 20s. Mm. Um, I wasn't really dating or sleeping around but I still enjoyed my 
not privacy, but my alone time. And yeah. this person wanted to be under me 24-7. Whenever yeah. I go out, she would call and be like, where are you going? Um, can I go with you? Who's yeah. going to be there? Uh, are the girls going to be there? Boop, boop, boop. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is getting a little abrasive. Um, yeah. And then I tried to, like, I guess wiggle my way out of the situation <laughs> without hurting feelings. Yeah. But I just totally went left, and she started to, like, when things ended, she started to like bash me and and run my name through the mud on social media. Oh and, no! And that start all these media. yeah, start all these crazy social rumors and, and stuff like that. And oh no! It got me out of character a little bit, you know. I, wow! I, I'm usually a cool, calm, collected dude, nonchalant, but. It got me off my square, man. It got yeah. me off my square. There was one thing when we first started dating, you were like, you know, when we were in New York, and you're like, yeah, no, I kind of like you because, you know, my previous, it was like kind of possessive. Was that what you're referring to? Mm-mm. Okay. No, nah, that was... Something I, else. Okay. Yeah, that was something else. This was <laughs> in my yeah, early college years. Early, early. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's terrible. But... I think my greatest fear um, is similar to yours. Mm. Like, I still need a spark to know that, like, you know, we good. And I also don't want to feel like I'm making someone drown or, like, lose themselves. Mm -hmm. That's a huge fear for me. Mm. Like, making it so that the relationship becomes a chore. And it becomes like someone feeling like they don't. Like they stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can't breathe or like just can't be themselves. Yeah. I and can see that. yeah. So that's why, like, you know, that's why I feel like I, I push sometimes a little too much about like being vulnerable, like being open. Because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that like, there's transparency, and even if it will hurt me, I know that, you know, you've said your piece, and I can be better, like, a be better, be a better person for our relationship mm. so we can grow. Yeah. That makes sense. I hear that, but I, I hate to hear you growl at me, man. It just, it just does something to me <laughs> mentally. I'm like, oh, shit, she's upset. Oh. Is there another way I can, like, growl? Because, like... I can't. Maybe a nice purr, not you don't have to grab <laughs> <laughs> a nice meal. <laughs> yeah, it depends though, because sometimes you be doing some crazy ass stuff. Hey man, <laughs> don't we all? Um, Which leads us to uh, you know. Next question. Fighting style. Fighting well, style. We don't really fight disagreement. When we I think fight. of fi- fi- fighting style, I think um, you know, like kung fu. You got a nice. Like crane fist yeah. or something like that. I don't think we've either had like an argument. Argument. Mm-mm. I don't like confrontation. If you did, I know, if you no, didn't know. I know, but that's what sometimes frustrates me because mm. it's like because I don't like confrontation. No, no, I don't no. like confrontation either. But with that comes silence sometimes, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. 
Yeah. Doesn't help anything. It doesn't help. But also, like you said, barking doesn't help either. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't bark at you, but I be saying some. You don't bark? No, I don't bark. bark do I just like, my voice? Just like DMX. You sound like baby DMX in here. I don't DMX my... little sister. <laughs> I, I have never raised well, my, my voice niggas to want... you. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay, okay. So what was the question so we could stay on topic? Just about how people argue in relationships. Okay. Not how we want it to go. You said you wanted me to purr. I'll, I'll work on nah, purring. No, you, you do. It is not up to me how you respond to situations. It is not up to you, but as a person that's your partner and is willing to learn how to communicate with you, it's beneficial for me to know what your, not love language is, but, you know. Our argue language? <laughs> not even argue <laughs> language, but like... If I'm supposed to be at home, I need to figure out what chair you want to sit in <laughs> to hear me mm-hmm. to hear me talk. Like you know, it, I, it matters to me. I just totally went over my head, but I feel you. It matters to me how you feel. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay, I get it. I get it. And it matters to me how you feel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, moving along. Spending habits. What do you think my spending habits are? I'll tell you mine before I tell you yours. No, go ahead. Um, I think you have a bad spending habit. Mm. You buy a lot of things. Like what? I'm like, you buy a lot of things that like, I'm like, okay, interesting. Okay, interesting. I bet $5 you have more Amazon packages. But that's what I was about to come by. I was me. about to say, <laughs> but they are. But the thing is, I can do a lot of like Amazon packages, but I budget. You budget? So it's like I would wait a certain amount of times to put together and be like, okay, I have this money set aside for this thing. And then that's when it'll come boom, 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 because I've like put that aside. Mm-hmm. So your spending habits are bad, but I will say you don't budget. I budget. You budget? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got a little pocket over here. Something. I got an emergency. I got a little pocket in case, you know, if I sit on mommy's uh, oh. little TV thing, I could replace it. Okay. But I don't pay top dollar for things. Okay. If I'm going to buy something, it's just like a flash for my photography. Or, you I know. hear you. It's purple's full. Yeah. But it's like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> True. No. True. Let's talk about um, each other's family, man. Okay. That's it. That's that's it. That's a different dynamic because okay. you have a large family. So, what, like, what was the question about that? Um, you and your partner may have different visions of how you want to interact with your family and their involvement in your lives. So, it must be discussed. Is it important for you as a couple to come to an understanding of the boundaries that you want to set with your family? It's important for me, but I feel like anything that I bring up that comes up about your family, you want to fight me. I want to fight you. You become defensive, so I don't talk about it. I disagree. Like what? Like, like what? what? Yeah. Um. <sighs> it's cool. It's a podcast. Yeah, I know. I, you know, like, it's very, I don't, it's family. 
So mm. I don't like want to say the wrong thing. Um, I think just going back to when I was pregnant, mm. there were certain things that I was uncomfortable with or didn't feel like I wanted to do without my family. And that was expressed, but I felt like you didn't have my back. Mm. And the only thing I knew is that I wanted to keep the peace and make sure that whatever we would do, you were happy. But even with that, like I felt like even saying like no thank you to things, being it forced down my throat, even though I've said no thank you, but then like just saying okay to keep the peace. Mm. And um, I don't know, sometimes like I feel like I understand that family comes first, but it sometimes hurts my feelings so I'm like well I'm your family like mm. sometimes I want you to speak up for me when it comes to that but I feel like there's no there's no option to do so to stand up for me in situations mm. that is something that has to be learned mm-hmm. and through communication open lines of communication um, safe communication that's being expressed. That's how somebody can, that's how I can understand what's going on. It, it's know? been expressed. Because oftentimes I would feel like I'm in the middle yes. and I have one person over here in my ear and another person over here in my ear. And I'm like, okay, all this shit can just be nipped at the bud and everybody just be quiet and get along. I get what you're saying, but anytime, and and that's the thing where I'm like, there's a difference between you and me because anytime I hear or like feel like my family has something to say about you or is ganging up on you, Mm. I choose you. I don't care like the back and forth because I'm like, at the end of the day, you know, it's us. (laughs) Mm. So it's like, I don't have that back and forth, like one person this, one person here. And like, I understand, like, Again, family is family, but I will always choose you first, period, in, in that dynamic. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's gotten better, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Mm. What about alone time? Um, How valuable is alone time in relationships? First, I want to go back, because I actually want to say I really love your family. I love your family, it's, too. It's, it's just... Us figuring out, like, how to create boundaries around that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but your question, your next question. Alone time. Alone time. How valuable is alone time in relationships? I love being with you, but I also love when you and the baby (laughs) just give me a break. (laughs) Um, And it's crazy because the moment you guys leave, I miss you guys. Mm. But, I, you know, I, I love having, like, at least... Maybe like once a month or twice a month, just space. Mm. Um, I think you need it more than I do, but <laughs> it's just weird for me being the only child. I was yeah. basically had a lot of alone time by myself. And, yeah. Um, I, I I think it's important, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important for each person, whether in a relationship or not, to have. Alone time and just sit with yourself. Definitely. And, and really think or just be able to process. Walk, 
watch what you want on television without a screaming baby (laughs) and cocomelon playing all day long. Now that we're living together aside of like our child, I felt like it has been necessary for us to have like space Mm -hmm. because we were always like always up under each other Mm -hmm. on, you know, when we weren't living together was usually weekends, but we would have the whole week that we didn't see each other. Yeah. Um, that was hard for me, to be honest. Hard? Yeah. That's a lot. Like five days, and then I see you just three days. Yeah. But that would be normal to you, you know? Like, that would be normal for you. Five days out of three? So that's just two days where we don't see each other? No, I'm saying we would see each other for three days, and oh. then five days we would not. Oh. Monday through Friday, we never saw each other. Some Fridays oh. we did. Yeah. It'd only be Back Saturday Back then, and I was working two jobs, though. That shit was tough. Then I had to quit one. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah. It was. By the time I got off of one job, I would be so tired. I just want to. <laughs> you act like I didn't have a job, too. No, nah, okay. I get it. You know what I mean? But. But, no, I feel you. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I felt like you needed it more than me to have, like, your time by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that living together, because we're up under each other, like, I think that when COVID or whatnot is not a thing or, you know, things are lifted, we can have opportunities to do stuff that is separate. Yeah. And yeah. stuff that is fulfilling and, you know, reconvene <laughs> and have dates on certain times. And we often forget who we are when we're with each other, if that makes sense. You know, sometimes you need alone time to just remind yourself, oh, I like this. Oh. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. It makes sense. Because we're so consumed in every day of what we have to do and Yeah, how it's we also have to different. It's different now too that we're parents. I think yeah. it would be a little bit easier when we weren't, but it is tough. Like I gotta remind myself, like, yes, I'm a mom, but I also like to go to art shows and like mm-hmm. when Junior turns walk 18, around a museum. I'm telling you, it's going. It's it's, <laughs> it's turning up. Poppin'. We turn it up. Oh, yeah. Like, just being an irresponsible adult. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about a child. But, you know, um, priorities right now is our son and our child. So yeah. Trying to navigate and figure out who we are in that space. We got to we gotta make some time. Mm. Last one. Yeah. Housework. What do you mean? What's the question? How important is it to divide this like housework? You know, I think we've done a great job with that. Do yeah. you agree or disagree? It's tough with you. No, you, it's tough. You know me. I'm everything has to be organized, organized, and it's put up. T- it's tough, but like I think that we equally like. Okay, we've never had a discussion about cooking, but we always take turns. Yeah. We've never done it, but it's like Monday you cook, I'll cook on Tuesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like the laundry. Yeah. Yeah. It actually wasn't like that before I never now remember it. For real? I used to come home from work and cook Monday through Friday. Really? And you would cook like maybe Saturday, Sunday. Oh, right? Because you would you used to have the baby. Oh, yeah. You were here with the baby, so you'd just be exhausted. You're like, Ugh. And then I'd be like, okay, I'll cook dinner after work, then tend to the baby, and mm-hmm. then like you'd just be... Trying to get some time because you've been with the baby all day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
But it works, you know. It, it works. works now. Yeah, it's great. It works. But I think that's all we have on relationships. I hope uh, we've answered some questions or I don't know. What, what, what do we do? <laughs> what did we do today? We just talked about our relationship, basically. I I wanted to do this over. It's, it's, it's too late now because this is due tomorrow. Tomorrow's Monday. Oh, damn. Well, this is due Tuesday. Phil, why are you being like this today? Because <laughs> we just had some really good, no, there's some free good thought stuff. Flowing but, all right, let's conversation. Keep it. Let's and once keep you it. listen back, you're going to be like, yeah, he was right. <laughs> I think we should have kept this. All right, let's keep it. Because we don't sound like robots. It just sounds like us. See? And I just told you about that dynamic. <laughs> I am controlling, but you always get the last word. Hey, so man. here we are today. It's my way or my way. You see? All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in into this episode of Creative Habits Podcast. We really appreciate you guys for listening and taking the time. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Uh, maybe uh, donate to the Patreon. Help this thing. <laughs> help <laughs> keep this thing you? going. I am. Oh, Lord. That's I'm a little why. sauced up. Oh, well, thanks, God. guys. Peace. Goodbye. Hey, family. Thank you for tuning in into today's episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here is your quote of the day. In the end, there doesn't have to be anyone who understands you. There just has to be someone who wants to. Robert Brout. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and have a good one, family. Peace.